Welcome to this episode of Diz Insiders, a podcast for the entire family. Every topic we discuss is a conversation starter, so be sure to visit our Facebook page if you want to chime in and share your thoughts with us. As always, we're sponsored by Wish Draws Travel. The experts at Wish Draws Travel can make planning your Disney World, Adventures by Disney, Cruise, or Universal trip easy and fun. Check out wishdraws.com so you can talk to a trustworthy expert in the travel industry at no cost to you. Hey guys, this is Corey with Diz Insiders. Today we've got Emily. Hey Emily. Hey Corey. Hey there, and Juliet with us. Hey Juliet. Hey Corey. Hey Emily. Hey there. Today we're going to talk a little bit about base tickets and park hoppers. What's the difference? Which one should you get? How to make the most out of them, and you know what's our favorites. Uh, we'll start off with Juliet. Introduce yourself and tell us about about uh, about yourself. Wow, that was great. Yeah, go ahead and do that if you don't mind. Sure, sure. Thanks, Corey. Uh, well, I am a Disney travel planner. Um, I became a travel planner um, just a few years ago. Actually, um, Emily introduced me to Wish Draws Travel, um, and I fell in love with the team, and and they're great, great, great to work with. Talk about um, the most professional uh, travel planners in the industry. Um, it is it is our team. Um, I actually uh, got to know the, the Disney Parks brand a little later in my life. My parents didn't take me as a child, um, but I went to Disney World for the first time in 2013 and absolutely fell in love uh, with a college um, sorority sister uh, who introduced me to the magic and just made me fall in love with all things Walt Disney World. And, and as time went on, um, I got to know the Disney brand outside of just movies and TV shows and, and just fell in love with making guest experiences just the most magical from first visits um, to, to repeat visits. So I'm just happy to be here and, and be part of the team. We're glad to have you. Emily, how are you doing today? Tell us about what you're doing here today. Oh my gosh. Well, uh, so far, what is this? Quarantine day four. I've made a trip to Disneyland because my trip to Disney World got canceled. So yeah, um, my bank account's not thanking me, but my kids will, right? That's right. Yeah, they love Disney morning thing. I know your kids are great. Oh yeah, they were actually a little bit mad they didn't get to join on this podcast, but it's so informational. I was like, we gotta be focused. So. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot to know. You know, ticket choice is a very important thing. You know, you can spend a lot of money for something you don't really need, or you can spend a little too little. I guess that's the way to say it for something that you really did need in the first place. Absolutely. And uh, you know. It's a personal choice when it comes down to it, but I think we all have great experience at it. We just wanted to share with you guys today what we thought was necessary, when it's necessary to get in the park hopper tickets, and when it's necessary to stay with the base tickets. Um, we almost always get park hoppers because that's we have we have a very specific way of touring the parks, and I think that kind of mandates it. And I know that a lot of us have clients sometimes that really have really basic needs and don't need the park hoppers. So let's kind of talk through all that and, uh, and go from there. Emily, what do you think? So uh, growing up, we had usually annual passes or just park hoppers. I never really realized that there was a base ticket option. Uh, now that I'm the one paying for the tickets, there have been a lot of trips when I've opted for the base ticket option. Um, you know, it's cheaper. And if you're just doing one park per day, then that's kind of great. Um, on our last trip to Disney, though, we did have park hoppers, and it was a lifesaver. Oh, my gosh. We were at Magic Kingdom, and the, the lines were, 
I mean, 40 minutes for Small World, 40 minutes oh, wow. for Mad Tea Party. And this was like on a Wednesday, the first Wednesday of December, which is supposed to be a really low time. Oh, yeah. And um, we checked out the My Disney Experience app and pulled up the Epcot wait times. And there were like Soren was 20 minutes, Test Track was 35. And we were like, nah, forget this. We're hopping. Let's go. We got on that monorail and went to Epcot and had so much more fun. And it was like, uh, cancel our afternoon fast passes, see what we could get at Epcot. But the lines were shorter. So, wow, yeah. I mean, awesome. it has really been, really been for flexibility, flexibility and just keeping your kids happy sometimes, sometimes worth it for us. Yeah, that's kind of one of the keys is you, you can really monitor the app and find out where the crowds are and kind of avoid those. I know that we've all kind of followed the crowd calendars before we go to the park, but that's a great thing to be able to say, hey, the crowd calendar's wrong today. I'm going to jump over to Epcot. Nobody's there. And uh, take advantage of that for sure. Yeah. What about you, Juliet? Have you ever done park hoppers? Yes, yes. Park hoppers are um, are our game. So uh, sometimes when I, you know, when I um, take shorter trips to Walt Disney World, I really find the park hopper tickets are the way to go. Um, you know, when you've got a shorter amount of time um, that you're trying to get a lot done in, um, then then the park hoppers are, are the way to go. Whereas base tickets, you can really take your time in the parks. Maybe you want to do, um, you know, hit all four parks and maybe do a couple of repeats. Um, so so those might be better. For, for guests staying for longer periods of time. But Park right. Hopper, um, definitely I have found for, for shorter trips is definitely a way to maximize um, your time. For Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we're yeah, big Disney dining people. That's one of our big things. We're, we're foodies at best is a good way to put it. And Same. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it really lets you take advantage of the dining plan. Some parks just don't have that many options. A good example is Animal Kingdom. Um, while there is some of the best food at Disney in Animal Kingdom, um, there's only three or four options that are sit down, and it really is just not that good of a, a place to have a, a, an evening meal with family. Um, you can go to Animal Kingdom in the morning, spend all your time during the day, go back, take a nap three or four in the afternoon, take a shower, hit Epcot at seven. Get a fantastic meal, and you don't even think twice when you've got those park hoppers. It really lets you take advantage of that, and we really love that piece of it. And we've been known to go to Magic Kingdom for breakfast, Epcot for lunch, and finish out Hollywood Studios in the afternoon that way. Is it a lot of traveling in between parks? It can be, but at the same time, we don't worry too much about it. It lets us relax um, during our trip. Sure, sure. Well, that's yep. kind of where you get into that good fit, right? Maybe right. for a first-time guest, the park hopper wouldn't be as valuable because sure. they would spend the entire day exploring a new place, right? Right. But for those of us who go frequently, we kind of want to hit our favorite things. We kind of know where we want to go. My kids, who are spoiled Disney brats, would love to spend every day at a different park and every night at an Epcot festival eating their way around, you know, as many kiosks as, as they can hit with all the snack credits that they've saved up. Yeah. You know, that's one of the things, too, and that's a good point to call out. Somebody new versus somebody that's been there a lot. We've all three been there a lot now, and we don't really find it necessary to hit everything in the parks. We're not commandos and go out and try to kill every ride in the park and get it done. Um, at least that's not from our side, so... A lot of it we've done, we're not going to stand in line for 20 minutes for Country Bear Jamboree. We're not going to stand in line 20 minutes for It's a Small World. So we'll go to one park and hit the rides that we know we want to ride, see the attractions we know we want to see, and then take advantage of going over and spending the afternoon doing something else. We may even go back to that park five times during the week just to do the things we want to do. You know? Yeah, 
Absolutely. So mm-hmm. let me ask you guys a question. Um, sure. And Juliet, since you tra- you know do travel planning, maybe you know the answer to this. Okay. A lot of people will ask me um, about doing like two days with base tickets and adding the park hopper for just one day. Like, does that benefit them at all? Or the price is so close to the same that you might as well have the park hopper option for both days. I think it's like a $10 difference. I don't know the prices off the top of my head faces. Um, if you split the tickets up, that's what you're saying, right? Right. Like if you did a, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, because I mean, sometimes people want to do like, let's just say if they did five days and they wanted to do four days at each park and then the last day park hopping. But, but it, it doesn't, doesn't really save, save them any money, money to do it that way. Right? No, you, no, if you're doing it as a package and you just want five days worth of tickets, you have to have it all or none. Okay. So, yeah, that's kind of the critical thing. So, and I, I try to convince patients, the, my clients, of that, that I'm, when I'm helping them, saying, hey, you know, you, can, you can't really get this one day of park hoppers unless you split that up and get four days of regular tickets. And then an extra day, there's savings that come when you stay more than three days or go to parks more than three days. So it's almost always cheaper just to turn the whole thing into park hoppers. And I've done the math for clients for that a thousand times. And it's almost always better just to get park hoppers for the whole time. Plus it gets rid of some of the confusion because sometimes tickets may get used out of order and sometimes other things happen. And it's just not worth doing that, to be honest with you. Oh man, we had that happen this one time. It was a mess. They used the tickets out of order? They did. Like a, a no expiration ticket and a one day promotional ticket. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, they'll do it. And they don't think anything about it. They just click through the first ticket that's on the, the on the pass. So. Yep, yep. When you go to tap in, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, who would you recommend a base ticket for? Like, what would be your prime target audience for base tickets? For me, it's easy. I always do it first timers. You don't need a park copper if you're a first timer, unless you have deluxe dining. We do sometimes get some clients that have deluxe dining, um, and I almost always, if you're going to do deluxe, you might as well have park copper. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense otherwise. Um, but a first timer is my jam. Yes, I love it too, and I love the new dining plus. I can't wait to see that because I've been waiting on that one for years. Yes, that'll be a good one. Yeah, the uh, first timer. Um, people who are really looking to take it slow and easy. Um, and then people with small children, I almost always recommend just do a base ticket. No reason to hop back and forth and try to go commando through the park. Because all you're going to do is just wear your child out. You know, you're going to be miserable. Yep, and yourself. Yes. Yes. I just remember trying to get that freaking double stroller in and out of buses and in and out yep. of security checks and in and out of parks and up and down. Crowded sidewalks, yeah, no. Yeah. And combine that with the Florida humidity and heat. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. Never again, never again. Oh, now my daughter's 17, we don't worry about that. And I just have a, a, my wife to worry about whining. So it's, yeah. it's, you know, and I don't blame her one bit. No. So, but, so yeah, uh, who would you say would be your top target audience or target um, client, I guess, for you? Uh, for base tickets. Sure. So definitely agree with Corey. First time guests, um, guests not wanting to feel rushed, um, and then guests with younger children, but also those who may be traveling with guests um, that are in wheelchairs uh, and oh, yeah, scooters as well. The same kind of thing with the with the strollers. It slows you down, um, and you don't want to focus all your park time on hopping from park to park. It may just be best um, just to stay in one park and, and really enjoy what that park has to offer. Yeah, um, yeah. and then two, Emily, you mentioned earlier, 
um, you know, the cheaper option. Uh, so guests on a budget for sure. Um, you know, if they're trying to cut costs, um, you know, Disney sometimes will even offer a four day, um, special offer ticket at a discounted rate. They've been doing that the last year or so. Uh, so that's that those base tickets, the entry for, for one park per day, um, can sometimes save you a little bit of money on top of everything else. Yeah. Good point. Good point. You know, another one, thinking about that, if they've got a multiple-day trip, if they're like seven or eight days, I almost never recommend park hopper for somebody like that because they're going to do some rest days back at the resort anyway. And plus, you've got seven days in the park. You've got a lot of time. You can go back to multiple parks. I've never I've never found myself, unless I have dining, bouncing back and forth in parks. I know I've got six more days to go. It just doesn't happen. Sure. No need to rush. Right. Exactly. Well, those are very good points. So then – on the flip side of that, who do you recommend park hoppers to? Dining plan, like I said. <laughs> okay. Yeah, or command people short trips, people that are trying to knock out as much as possible in a two or three day period. Um, I hate, I hate, I hate for clients when they go, oh, we're not going to Epcot or we're not going to Animal Kingdom because it's a zoo. or And I hate that because there's so much to see and so much for everyone in every one of the parks. Now, I know that sometimes it just doesn't fit everyone, and sometimes they don't want their children around people drinking like at Epcot. I understand those things. But, if you know, if you're there three days, you can take advantage of a park hopper, go to Hollywood Studios in the afternoon, Animal Kingdom in the morning, Epcot for a full day, Magic Kingdom for a full day. It really lets you take advantage of all four parks and at least see the the must-dos in the parks rather than worrying about, oh, we're just not going to do that. I I hate seeing that. If you're going to go down there and spend the money, you might as well see all four parks. I agree with that 100%. I mean, trying to pick a favorite park is like trying to pick a favorite child, which some days it would be easier than others. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. And no, and sometimes, just like you said, some days it's easier than others. Some days the park, the favorite park changes. That's you know, very true. We'll go one time and we'll spend three days in Epcot and we'll think we can't get enough Epcot. We go the next time and nothing's changed, but we're like three days in Hollywood Studios. You just you just never know what's going to really kind of attract you on any given day. And I think that's a big part of it as well. Well, it's kind of funny because I was just asking my siblings this week. I was like, what is your favorite Disney park? Okay. And we all, all four of us who were answering named a different park. And when I said my favorite park, all my siblings were like, no way. That's not true at all. <laughs> Okay, you got to tell us which one did you say. I know, which one did you say? Okay, well, I mean, uh, Galaxy's Edge, hello. I mean, I picked Hollywood Studios, but that's really always been, like, a favorite of mine. I have to say, I have a love-love relationship with Epcot, too, but Hollywood Studios, between Toy Story Land, Galaxy's Edge, and getting my kids to ride Rock and Roller Coaster and the funny faces they make, I mean... Yes. Yeah, I see. I, you know, I, and I know I understand that Disney is not a museum, and things have to change. But at the same time, I miss the old Hollywood Studios. It's just me. I miss the behind the scenes ride, and I miss the stunt show, and I miss all those great things. But I know that they really improved Hollywood Studios. I look forward to it more in the future. But I do miss the old days. So I agree. I agree. It, it had a very like. Where Magic Kingdom was where the fantasy was real, and Hollywood Studios was where they showed you how not real the fantasy was. <laughs> right, right. You know, the backlot tour and yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Those were That's what made, that was a good reason to use. You know, it was kind of a half-day park then too, same as Animal Kingdom used to be. So you could really take advantage of those park hopper passes those days. 
And uh, I can tell you years in a row we went where we would go to Animal Kingdom in the morning to see the, the animal see Lion King and then go straight over to Hollywood Studios and spend the afternoon, you know. Uh, not really that necessary to do that anymore. Both of those parts have grown exponentially, but it was uh, that was a good way to do it back then. Well, I, and I agree with you guys 100% on who you would target for park hoppers versus base tickets. And I would just add to that even, like, my husband hates standing in line. So, like, getting in and out of a park, in and out of security with all the kids and all their stuff. He always goes in the no-bag line, and I'm always in the line with the bag. Absolutely. And, um, you know... He's not real anxious to get in line to wait for a bus, to go to another park, to go back through security, to get back into that park, you know. He really prefers to just get in, relax, and when you're done, you just go. So he's, he's more of a base ticket kind of guy, although I'm not going to lie, in December, when we were able to park, hop, and go to the shorter lines, he loved that too. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Another right. um, another great time the park hopper tickets I feel are um, are a good choice is during uh, the holidays with Halloween parties, um, you know, and, and Mickey's very merry Christmas party when Magic Kingdom closes at like six p.m. Um, and some oh, families yeah. aren't done for the day. Um, you know, it's a it's a great way to to maximize your day by adding a few more hours um, after Magic Kingdom closes by having that park hopper ticket. Um, just to maximize your time there, if, if your kids can hang. <laughs> you know, that's a good point with Flower and Garden and Food and Wine, too. You can spend a day in another park and then finish out your evening with food over at Food and Wine or Flower and Garden. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's a good point. They really kind of maximize those opportunities to use that, too, which is, uh, which is fun. Oh, it's so yep. fun. And, you know, mm-hmm. those festivals create another reason to go back every season. Um, yes, they do. <laughs> and my kids love those festival maps with the little stickers you match up in every country. I mean, that. Yes, the passports, the. Yes, yes. And they're fun for adults, too. I'm guilty of that. Oh, no, they absolutely are. Have the t shirts, can prove it. Yep. <laughs> yep, all the merch. Yep, yep. Uh, and the stickers. This, is, this has been a great conversation. Yeah. I really enjoyed talking with you guys about power coppers and base tickets. I feel like um, you can't go wrong either way. No, you really can't. You really can't. No, you can't. And in one note, if you get base tickets and you find out you're in the park on your first day or all the way up to your last day and you realize, wow, I wish we really had park hoppers, you can always go to guest services and upgrade to park hoppers. As long as it's done before your last day, you can upgrade at any time. Ah, so that's just one note, everybody. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. That's good. That's good. There's also um, the Park Hopper Plus option um, for for those who want to take it a step yeah, further. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Um, you know, and I recommend those, uh, you know, that include entrance to the water parks, uh, miniature golf courses for, for every park day purchased um, when you're going for a longer trip. So if you're going for a week, a little over a week, and you don't want to spend all your time in the theme parks, that's also a great option um, to have some relaxing days at the water parks or uh, do miniature golf in the evenings. Um, and it doesn't cost too much more than, no, than just the regular not. park hoppers. So it's a great deal for, for families looking for something else to do that's still Disney and Disney themed, uh, but outside the four theme parks. And you know, I'm glad you brought that up because that brings something back to the way I've planned trips for customers before is I almost never want to sell them water parks before they go because we all know Florida weather and we all know thunderstorms and it happens and Disney doesn't have the magic of turning the rain off or turning the thunderstorms off. 
But if they've got the Park Hopper Pass and they want to upgrade to Park Hopper Plus just to go in and go to the water parks, again, stop by guest services and they can do it. Save them some money over buying single-day water park tickets, and it gives them a bunch of entries and be able to do it while they're there. So, yeah, that's it. I'm glad you brought that up. That's a good point. Really good point. And if you have a golfer in your life, um, yes. like I do, that the Park Hopper or uh, was it Water Park Fun and More option? Well, I'll just Park Hopper Plus now. Yeah, Park Hopper Plus. Oh, I can't get with the times, man. I can't get with the times. <laughs> but they they do allow you to go. There's like the Oak Trail. That's a nine hole walking course, and you can use it there any time of day. And then Disney's three full eighteen hole courses with the cart. Um, you can use it there after 2 p.m. for a nine-hole game. And, I mean, that is a fantastic deal. Yeah. And if you've got a husband who likes to golf and you're a wife who loves to Disney, I mean, that's a match made in heaven. <laughs> that's the selling point. <laughs> <laughs> to get that trip approved. three more Disney trips this year. <laughs> That's awesome, and it awesome gives gives yeah. yeah it gives uh, the mom and, and kids a break and dad a break. Um, so if exactly. you, if you need to separate hey, halfway through the trip, you know, that's a too much together time is too much together time. We're experiencing it right now, but we love it. But we, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. So yeah, well, park hoppers, base tickets, park hopper plus, whatever you choose, you will have fun at Disney. Yes, you will. Absolutely. There's no wrong just, choice. <laughs> just use a travel planner. It makes it so much easier, guys. Well, that's, that's true. Thing. And yeah. I know, like, even when I travel, and I've been to Disney, God, I've been 100 times, actually, literally 100. And I still use a travel agent when I go. Absolutely. It, yeah. Why not? They're free <laughs> to use as long as you book through them. Um, you start getting you know, in your own head and second guessing things you're doing, and it's like, yeah. no, no, I'm gonna run it by my travel agent. <laughs> and a big time saver while you're there. Too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, thanks, guys. For Thank you. Yeah, this has been really awesome, and uh, I can't wait to hear a little bit more about Park Hoppers versus Base Tickets. Maybe we'll have to touch base with uh, some of our friends on Diz Insiders on the Facebook page. Absolutely. Sounds great. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.